1: I was given paranormal powers as a child.
2: I've hacked into just about all the information I need. They have
1: no idea.
2: No more books! You were given a power.
1: Others want to take this from me.
2: He's writing about government secrets. I knew I loved you when I was eight years old. All this time, I haven't been working on my next book. I've hacked into the most secret government and corporate secrets. I'm using it to make a
1: real difference. (laughs) And I'm going to expose them all. Should I be afraid? Should we be afraid? I'm not ready for this! I want to be honest with all of you. I've been hacking into government and corporate systems all over the country.
2: You're going to get yourself killed.
1: But you should be scared, because it is the truth. Act now on your own, outside of the corporate systems and these incompetent politicians. I'm gonna get out of here, but you can't see what's about to happen.
3: Welcome to They Called This a Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Called This a Movie and find us on Twitter and Instagram at TicTampod. That's T-C-D-A-M-Pod. We are also now a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation, and you could find them at GVNation.com. Welcome back to They Called This a Movie. This is Anthony Delvecchio, and with me as always is Dan Aquino and Mark Myers. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello, friends. It's a magical day. Oh, you is. said it. It's a magical day indeed, because it's a very special day. Looking forward to this one, Ant. (laughs) Why why Uh, is it a special day, Ant? This sounds like a Passover excerpt, right? Aren't you saying, why is today, unlike any other day? (laughs) It's a Passover thing. Um, But we actually have a guest (laughs) today. Two guests. Uh, They've been on the show before. Uh, They're both from BingeMedia.net. Please welcome back to the
1: show, Alex and Pete. Guys, thanks for joining us. It's oh, a very special thank day Thank you for having us. Yes. Thank you for having <laughs> me back on the uh, Breen Bandwagon. Special, like you said, a special time. Yes.
3: Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's going on over at Binge Media
4: these days? Well, uh, we're still doing the Patreon, still doing the full binge. It's slash binge media, five bucks a month. Got some exclusive shows. We do another two hours or so on Patreon for patrons only. That's for the binge cast. And uh, we've got some of Pete's commentaries on there. Uh, what do we got coming up, Pete?
1: I'm doing uh, Happy Gilmore with the uh, Sportscast guys. This weekend, Explorers with uh, Ammon. Classic 80, Ethan Hall. So that's those are the next two. Nice, Great. nice. Yeah, We're also
4: we doing uh, Better Call Saul commentaries for the final season. I'll- also very cool very cool all right cool um so as we
3: start off each episode we usually talk about what we've been watching this week uh guys if you guys uh start with you have you watched anything this week do you want to talk about tour pete
1: um i think the my favorite show right now on tv is, it's probably the offer i think three episodes are out it's paramount plus kind of dramatized comedy making of the godfather teller uh, dan fogler that's that's probably a, that's that's probably my favorite show that's on right now.
4: yeah that's what i was gonna mention too i just got caught up with all three episodes and uh, it's 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 fantastic
5: it's it's, it's part of the excitement of the show navigating the paramount plus ui (laughs) well i get it through dubious means okay
4: um it's more of that corporate government stuff yes (laughs) i got i got my own line in there but um no i haven't used uh paramount plus to watch the offer i only watch it or only use it to watch old Ink Master episodes. So uh, yeah, and it's pretty annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's I think my wife and I spent an entire weekend trying
3: to watch The Wolf of Wall Street on it until we realized we couldn't. So we went through Amazon Prime, signed up for a free trial of Paramount Plus through Amazon Prime app just to watch it. So that shows us it's good, it's a pretty good app. Yeah,
4: yeah absolutely. <laughs> How
3: was the movie, though? It was great. If you went through all that for a <laughs> crappy movie. I mean, yeah,
4: that, that really, really does suck. <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah, that was her first time watching it, which she enjoyed. So that's good. Um, that's nice. uh, what about you guys? What about you, Dan? Have you been watching anything?
6: I also caught up on the offer, and I agree with our guest. Fantastic. If you are not caught up on it, I highly recommend doing so. It's I I love the old-timey Hollywood feel that it, it's bringing and it's showing to us. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, I also caught up on Halo. So it was it was a big paramount plus weekend for me and man for a for a series that's based.
3: oh you're broken up dan where'd you go dan i guess he hated the ha- halo series what <laughs> what he's telling us
4: <laughs> yeah can't even get the words out.
3: i know <laughs> i think he uh he dematerialized like uh <laughs> like breen does <laughs> <laughs> dan if you could hear us you're probably gonna have to call back on your phone
5: <laughs> yeah so we'll go to mark Mark. Yes. So Uh, what have you watched this week? (laughs) So, as you know, a bit on this show is that I don't actually watch any movies outside of the movie we watch. Uh, I am Mm -hmm. a guy on a movie podcast that doesn't generally watch a lot of movies. Um, But this week, um, I decided to watch a movie on my own and um, watch The Quick and the Dead from 1995, I believe. Um, Mm -hmm. Mainly because of uh, Sam Raimi. Um, For those of you who don't know, he did direct that movie. Um, I did not know until this week. Uh, first time seeing it, um, it's a fucking good movie. Um, the my favorite part is I have no idea how they did not make that game into some kind of arcade cabinet video game thing because all the characters in it are just video game villains. <laughs> like literally, it's just like it's like it's like wrestling video game. Like they all have some kind of gimmick and thing about them. Performances are are really good. You know, it's Gene Hackman, um, you know, it's it, at the height of the Western revival, um, or probably the end, pretty much, um, but, you know, he was in, I think, three Westerns around that time. I think it's Unforgiven, Geronimo, and this, um, was he in Geronimo? I think so, um, but, you know, they're all around the same time, basically plays the same character in most of them with a little bit, but the fun part is the cast, um, so for those of you that don't know, it basically was a Sharon Stone vehicle, basically her blank check after Casino, um, and she uh, put together uh, the cast. I mean, they probably got Hackman, just to have another name. But uh, she fought for Russell Crowe to be in it, his first American movie. Um, and Leonardo DiCaprio, um, young Leo, pre-Titanic, I think post-Romeo and Juliet, um, or might be right before. Um, I think it's
3: 95, I think that's before.
5: Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so those are the, the, my favorite thing about with the cast and all is when you look at a movie poster for it nowadays or you see it on streaming, it'll say, you know, Stone, Hackman, Crow, DiCaprio. Um, but if you look at the original photos, you don't see Crow, DiCaprio anywhere on the poster <laughs> um, for the or as, or as prominent as they are. So it's a nice revisionist history on the streaming sites. Um, but yeah, they all give good performances. Crow is probably the best, um, which is saying something with Hackman on screen, but his performance in it is pretty good. Um, there's some great character acting going on from Lance Hendrickson um plays like a, a mexican shooter who is basically just a, a liar like he's not as good as he you know says he is is um, it just a lie that he's mexican no well that too but <laughs> <laughs> he might even be mexican I, I couldn't get i just know the big thing was he shot cards um in it and apparently never killed anybody um but the uh and um uh, keith david is in it and you know choose the scenery for the three scenes that he is in. I think it's three or four, maybe. But he, he's smoking one of those ridiculously long pipes. Um, you know, with long, and then curls up like a saxophone. Um, and he basically has this one scene with Hackman, which is real good. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a fun movie. It only has really one slow moment. They cut away to... Um, Powers Booth is in it as well, and okay. um, So, you know, they cut away to a scene with her, him and Stone, you know, basically... Letting you know the crux of the story, which there is a twist. I won't spoil it here, um, despite all the movie is, but it's actually pretty good. And it, it, not knowing it going in um, made the movie that much better. But they slow down the action too much. It just had this one scene to reveal this one thing. And there is a, a, a two to three scene cameo, I guess, quote unquote, uh, from Gary Sinise in it, who plays the Marshal um, uh, in flashbacks. So a really tremendous cast directed by Sam Raimi um fresh off of i believe army of darkness at this point um and yeah yeah it's definitely um i'm glad it was one of those check boxes of movies that i remember hearing about as a kid growing up and never got to see um getting it so i i actually watched the movie
3: when you said you were watching a movie i thought you actually went to go see everything everywhere all at once no but once again you failed me Uh
5: -uh. dan (laughs) are you here
3: are you back I am back. Yes. All right. Tell us how much you hate Halo. Uh,
6: I I don't hate Halo. I just uh, <laughs> I basically was talking about how it's based off this big action first shooter gaming series, and it just continues to shy away from action. I think in six episodes, there's only two action scenes throughout the entire series. It's just a big swing and a miss. I'm not happy with it. Hmm. it's not it's not what you uh, pay for right no and master chief always takes his helmet off he, he, he never wears his helmet he's the anti-mandalorian <laughs> hey they actually show you john halo <laughs> yeah john halo yeah that's that's what he is <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay that's for me i didn't watch
3: much this week been busy but uh we started a rewatch of breaking bad or technically yeah. My my re, my rewatch, my wife, the first time her she's watching it because I told her she was watching Good Girls on Netflix and then she got really upset that like she's watched like four seasons of it and uh, like they just can't up and cancel the show on NBC. It's like has no resolve to it. So I was like, you know, this is basically like the broadcast version of Breaking Bad. So if you want something that's a little bit better, then why don't we should watch that. So she started watching and she likes it. So we're probably going to do a full rewatch of it. So I'm excited about that. I've gotten the better call.
4: Saul sequel, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. I was just making Uh, sure we had it. It's,
3: it's the, it's based on El Camino. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, now this makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, the Netflix uh, the Netflix original movie. This is the show
4: they based off of that. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha.
3: (laughs) So that's all I watched, and we're going to take a quick break, and you guys are going to listen to some ads. We pay those bills back in a second. And welcome back. Now it's time to get into this week's movie, and this week was my pick. And it's been almost a year since we brought on Pete last year to do a Neil Breen movie with Double Down. So I figured bring him back and also bring Alex back because you guys went into a rabbit hole after we watched that movie. And we decided to watch Fateful Findings this week. So, gentlemen, let's start with you guys, Alex and Mm -hmm. Pete. Where are you coming from with Fateful Findings? Where or when?
4: Let's see. Um, Was there a reason why you guys went to Fateful Findings and not the second movie? I'm just curious. I, I feel like I've read that this is the best one. Okay. In, in terms of the
3: Neil Breen filmography.
4: Um, I, yeah. yeah. I, I think this is probably objectively his, his best movie it's, <laughs> and that's not really a high bar, but <laughs> right. it is the most put together that actually has like a narrative to it that you can semi follow. Yeah. Oh, hold
6: on. You're going to have to explain <laughs> this to me. Sure. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to this because I was lost the entire runtime. <laughs> Have you seen the others? I, this is the second time. This is the second movie I've ever seen of Neil Breen. The first one oh, okay. was Double Down. Was Double Down. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah.
4: Um, this is
6: definitely the
4: most cohesive. <laughs> I know you've only seen one other and Double Down is a masterpiece. We could all agree about that. <laughs> but um, this is probably the most cohesive narrative that Breen put out there. I mean, it kind of makes sense that he's a novelist in it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, <laughs> it's all right there. Sure. I know those are encyclopedias But
1: they're t- probably his <laughs> books too That he wrote
6: Oh, So many books
3: <laughs> Pete what about you where are you come from
1: Well yeah after you guys introduced me to Double Down And then I saw that there was a bunch more I'm like I have to watch this And then that's when I uh, I think Alex came over probably a week later And we just sat down and watched Double Down And then before we knew it we were like done with All the <laughs> all the movies <laughs> Mhm. <laughs> And uh, I just love them, man. I I like I can't get enough of these movies for some reason. I just if they end, I'm gonna start them all over again. It's just like people watch Breaking Bad nonstop. I do fucking I I talk <laughs> Neil, Breen, Neil Breen, all the time. I just I mean, love it. The time investment is in your favor in that one, right? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Hour and a half. Breaking Breen. Breaking Breen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I don't. They're just so much fun. I mean, they are a little uh, douche chilly and awkward when he's <laughs> around women and stuff, but I mean, the acting and sets and location and wardrobe, it's all hysterical. I, I just, I have such a great timeline. It puts a, such a huge smile on my face watching him, <laughs> except when he's, you know, touching women without their consent. You know? <laughs> <laughs>
6: except for that whole thing. uh uh dan what about you uh yeah i i'm i have to echo what pete and alex were saying it's a lot of fun but again i i was trying to figure out what is the whole point what, where's the plot of this movie and i i thought i didn't know if this was supposed to be a drama or sci-fi or sometimes it, it had like a music cue of a horror film and Ooh. I've, and then they drop hacking on us 42 minutes into the movie. <laughs> so far, I, you're not wrong at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I've kind of, what he was laying down then, all right. Oh, man, yeah, it's, I I didn't understand, I didn't understand what he was trying to tell us with a, a a couple that hated each other, and then his wife was taking pills, but then it's all about, Exposing the government and how they're corrupt. What? Why? Where? that Coming is so out of left field. I don't even want to begin to try to like understand it. I'm just
5: I, I'm l- looking forward to what you guys think. Really. Okay, Mark, what about you? Yeah. So I mean, agree with everything. It's just it's amazing that I look through it and go A, how he got these people to do these <laughs> things in this in all of his movies. Um, B um, that he he just looks like he's never interacted with another human being before <laughs> Yes, at, at any point in, in this movie. Um, and I think we said this in Double Down, Ant. I think there's times when he says lines where I think he's saying them for takes and then just mm-hmm. forgets to cut them out. <laughs> yeah. Because he just repeats the same lines over and over again. Um, yep. and I think the one blonde does it at one point um where she says the line pauses hesitates and then just says the line um yeah this and and c being um i it only made sense when i read i think it was the trivia on the faithful findings imdb where it says don't
3: don't trust those those are all jokes but no 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 (laughs) no no no.
5: i'm not i'm not it's not a fact of the movie okay Uh, what i'm saying is that if this guy was joking he jokingly got into what i think is correct is that he always tries to make himself into some kind of, like, Messiah-like character that saves the day at the end. hmm Okay. Um, and it, it, once you think about that, everything in most of these movies just makes sense. You're like, oh, he's he's doing a good guy versus bad guy thing, but he doesn't exactly know how to do that, so he's just like, all these people are bad, I'm good. The end. <laughs> um, and, and, and the only way he can... I assume do that is by rooting out corruption, which I guess comes from being uh, involved in the real estate of Las Vegas, Nevada for your entire life. Um, You probably see it a lot around there. And it also um, makes a
4: really good filmmaker too.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You
4: sell a couple of houses. I could, I think I could make a movie. Yeah. (laughs) It's a natural progression. Yeah. Direct correlation.
5: And and at at one point in this movie, I had, two things occurred to me. One, I had a flashback to our friend John's wedding when he's driving down that open road towards the rocks, Mm -hmm. um, of just being on that road for so long, um, getting getting his wedding. Um, And two, I thought they were going to connect it to Double Down. I think I'm I'm too sucked into Marvel multiverse stuff (laughs) (laughs) that when he gets out there, I thought he was going to find the invisible car or whatever (laughs) was going Ah. on at that point. Um, But nonetheless, he did not. very That would have
3: made that, make yeah. that move, this movie so much better.
6: Yeah.
5: There,
6: there is a connecting tissue to double down in this movie. Ever every, every
5: laptop just turned <laughs> yes. off.
3: Yeah. It's probably the same
6: props, right? It has to be oh, absolutely
5: <laughs> Yeah. And also, and also he's the only person in the world that just types with the bottom row of the keyboard <laughs> for everything
6: he's talking about. I His I, types I just rewound slams him.
5: Yeah. <laughs> oh. I
6: rewound the, the beginning of this movie when he gets hit by the Rolls-Royce. That's <laughs> yeah. oh, so good. I rewound it four times. I needed to watch it four times. It was so good. Oh. I also like that opening part too,
4: when all the people are gathered around and he's just filming the feet, but they're <laughs> all right next to each other as if they're was... all just like shoulder to shoulder, just staring at yeah. his bloody body. Bloody body. <laughs> and, yeah. and
6: there's the, yeah. the, the they linger on... The, the camera work lingers far too long in most shots. But It is good, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bad. No, sorry.
3: Sure. When David Lynch does it, it's not a problem. But when Neil Green does it...
6: Yeah, that's where I have... So he
3: doesn't understand pacing.
6: <laughs> <laughs> well, so the, also the, the budget went to all the cars in this movie, I'm assuming, right? You got a Rolls-Royce and then you got like a Ferrari. Uh, it's yes. ridiculous. But in the Rolls-Royce... The camera like stays on this woman's legs for quite a while. Like you know, they're telling us, "Oh, this person is going to be important."
1: I'm with you 100 percent on this.
6: Zero payoff. <laughs> we we never know who was in that car because yeah. she
1: reaches for the stone. Okay, and then Breen. Picks up the stone while he's after he got hit. So it's almost like, oh, who is this girl? And why does she want that stone? Did he get hit on purpose? Were they trying to steal All that right, from him? No, nothing. <laughs> nothing of that. I thought nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what is the stone?
3: It's uh it's like an infinity stone, I guess. It gives him the it's powers. Magical. It gives him pa- packing powers, from what I could uh, discern
2: <laughs> Oh my god!
3: because right? he talks to that old lady. For no for some reason, she tells him that he was given a gift, and he says from that, the mushroom. Yeah, Jesus. And I guess that w- his gift is to root out corporate, international, <laughs> and national <laughs> secrets. Can you to- imagine
6: getting that from a goddamn mushroom? <laughs> yeah. I, I well, I can, but not <laughs> in the way he does.
1: <laughs> and he can walk through doors with, yeah you could uh, just well. bamp
4: through yeah, yeah oh my he... God. how long are those fades by the way so they go, <laughs> oh they go on and on i think about like not even just the fades but like some of the shots like you were talking about go on a little too long and this is like an hour and 40 minute movie yeah what if those were all shortened like <laughs> he's like... stretching this out for runtime
3: nice 80 yeah. minute movie yeah mm-hmm. right golden ratio um what do you think broke him right in life so- in life yeah it's like (laughs) because tommy Wiseau, from the room you could kind of glean that this is a dude that was never like close with anybody and everybody he creates himself to be like the the perfect friend the perfect husband and all that kind of stuff that are is betrayed Mm. by everybody what's what's neil breen's thing what is the thing that he is uh trying to uh, fulfill in his life is it that just to be great at everything what is to get it?
4: rid of corporate greed.
3: <laughs> the bankers. Like, I the thought maybe, bankers. like, he lost his shirt in, like, the 2008 crash, right? But Double mm, Down was mm-hmm. 2005, so obviously he lost his mind before that. It's
4: I mm. think it's it's women. <laughs> right? too many. I don't care. You can sell as many houses as you want in Vegas. <laughs> and, you know, and you can pay for women, especially in that city. Yeah. I, but, but I you can... know... It's somebody you're going to walk up to in a bar. You know, he just heard no a lot of times and he's like, I'm going to fuck it. I'm making movies now.
6: Right. Be a Messiah in all five of <laughs> I, yeah. I, I feel like he's what Jared Leto aspires to be. Oh my God. <laughs> Where, because he, he like basically assaults women on film and it's, you know, it flies. And he, and he almost seems to have his own cult following in these mm. movies yeah we're
5: five of them right in this yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I think movie, I came to the conclusion of one of two things with the amount of times neil breen is naked in this movie <laughs>
3: he loves himself man he, he's, he, he,
5: he either he's either hanging dong or it's it's so small that no one ever wanted to see him naked and now he's forcing other people to see it <laughs> it's one or the other he I, I think both can be true. Yeah. You
1: yeah. never know with him. He's very comfortable. Like, I would not, I don't feel as comfortable as he does. Even Double Down, mm-hmm. even just, he wore, like, the cut-off sleeve shirt. And yeah. he's just, like, twig. Like, small-ass <laughs> arms. Like, you know, I wouldn't even wear cut-off sleeve shirts. Like, I'm like, I don't, got, <laughs> I don't got ripped arms. But Breen he does it, man. I mean, more power to him. He's just, like, naked, top to bottom with a head brace on.
5: Yeah, so... So, uh, Pete, you're telling me you've never stood in a shower with a fully clothed woman <laughs> and just embraced.
4: Oh my god, that was so weird. Uh, <laughs> no, I haven't.
5: Bleeding from top
1: to bottom. <laughs> just, just profusely pouring blood. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: He's like, god, you I saw know. Psycho? Well, watch this, bitch. <laughs> well, wait. So, another thing. so, why can't, obviously everyone in here they're not actors, but even one of them kind of is. I can get to that. the girl,
5: right? Yeah, the 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 uh stepdaughter.
6: So but at the same time, just because you're not an actor, you should still have some sort of semblance on how to act and not yeah. and not just talk like this hmm. to each other. And then this happens like like no one knows how to hold a a normal conversation. Right. It's like everybody is interacting with another person for the first time in their lives. (laughs) Right. It's someone (laughs) switched them on when the camera started rolling. All right. Boot up Neil Breen. And he just comes up, comes alive and he's reading a script. It's, it's uncanny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think he
4: sold this to the, to the cast as all right. show up on this day. We're going to have a production meeting where you do our first read through. And they're like, all right, Let's go to a production meeting and do our first read-through. And then he's just like, all right, action.
6: They're like, wait, what? <laughs> no, no, we're not going to go through this a couple more times? <laughs> yeah, I, they probably didn't even understand how the whole concept worked, It's it seems yeah. like. Uh, there was part of me where I was thinking, I was like, so he's in in
3: front of the camera a lot, even though he's supposed to be a director. So there's a director of photography who is basically acting as director for a lot of this. So I was like, I was wondering if if the guy behind the camera most of the time was more competent and he's just like, you know, maybe take that line again. Take that line again. So the people Mm -hmm. repeat their lines every so often. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, okay, when it gets to the editing room, Neil will understand why we did it twice (laughs) or something. And he'll cut one of them. And, but Neil did not understand why things were said
4: twice. And yeah, but that, he's just like, that, both of these are great. That <laughs> is a common thing with line delivery throughout all five movies. I think that's Neil Breen style. He just has <laughs> his own auteur style. Right. Yeah. That's just the way he does things.
6: It was one of those scenes where the, the guy is uh the, the best friend is murdered and he's more annoyed that he apparently committed suicide. I can't is believe a- he committed suicide. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I can't get you out of this one. I can't
1: get
6: fantastic line reading.
1: My 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 favorite part of that scene is, as we saw in double, you got to bring up Double Down. He just likes laying in dirt, like be dirty and grimy. Like I put in the (laughs) hard work in that. Yes, he's just wiping his face with the blood just so he can. Have blood on his face. Like it's so it's a narcissist. He gets down guy. in the
6: nitty-gritty.
4: Absolutely. I think it's you know, along with the five or six laptops that he has, which any sane man has just laying around. Yeah. Um, I think that's what he thinks production value is. Like mm-hmm. let me just get yes. all these laptops. This looks like a more expensive movie that way. I'm dirty, I'm bloody, I'm tired, I'm wasted, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> Just well, uh, the one of my
6: about- oh uh, I was gonna say my my favorite scene. I think my all time favorite scene in in cinema now <laughs> is when it, uh, Neil Breen and his his wife are fooling around, and he's just gingerly <laughs> throwing. He's like a cat, just like <laughs> just pushing <laughs> everything off the table. Yes, just ever so deliberately. Oh, oh, there it goes. And now oh, it's done. Oh, uh, I got the chills just now. <laughs> it's, it is a masterpiece in filmmaking, and I I would challenge anyone to do better. Oh it's,
3: man. If I was back in like film school there and we would like have to do a scene from like like recreate a scene from a movie, I would pick a Neil Breen movie.
6: Yes. You have to. <laughs>
1: The shower scene where you're naked, right? Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> very willing
4: uh, female Neil Breen <laughs> fan participants for that one.
1: Yes.
3: Uh, or it's like just getting, reaching her maximum comfort level, right? Yeah. She was just like, this is as far as the scene's gonna go. You're I'm already doing kiss- more work than Breen did. Yeah. I'm not, gonna, I'm not kissing you on the mouth. Uh, <laughs> We're yeah, going and- to kind of hug and then everything's kind to of- the side and kind of rotate back and forth a little bit <laughs> as if we're kind of like slow dancing at a middle school <laughs> dance but no nothing more than that
4: i'm not getting naked and also while you're sleeping i'm just gonna creepily kiss you all over what a fucking
1: creep oh my Good. god oh i want to uh go back to when he's in the uh hospital he has the whole brace on his face but then the I guess the oxygen mask. mask. For it. Yeah, there's yeah, no holes in it. Like <laughs> <this up. laughs> it's so bad. And the and the one that goes in the nostrils is actually underneath the mask, too. Yes. Yeah. And he's pulling yeah. it off. And the IV, he's got no needle. You could see, like, the end of the tube when he's ripping <laughs> off the tape. Oh, it's so it's so funny. He's and afraid of needles, it, I guess.
5: And yeah. then the first, uh, like, close-up of that mask, you just see the crudely cut mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Or- <laughs>
4: Uh, i like to think that whoever whatever uh grip or whatever like and that put that cast on his head like this the the set must have been like oh finally we can't we don't have to hear from him or see his face (laughs) (laughs)
2: like
4: back to the laptops though it's like it would be
3: so easy just to turn all of them on right yeah like they have they have to be so he's a real estate guy so i'm assuming these are like fake laptops that they would use to just prop a
4: (laughs) that's right for uh, staging and all that yeah yeah,
3: exactly (laughs) because it'd just be so easy unless he's just like like if someone's on side like "Uh, neil shouldn't those be on and he's like oh we'll fix it in post but he has no idea what that means (laughs) (laughs) he's just saying it because he's heard people say that we'll fix it in post and then they get to it like well
6: they didn't turn on it it was in it was in a book he saw that in a book (laughs) (laughs)
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i i think it's very um sumptuous of you dan to think that neil breen has read a book i think <laughs> he wrote a book he's wrote books oh you see all those books now, now, now did he write a book or? well he only wrote one
6: <laughs> only... <laughs> yeah. well that's the other thing like he he's talking about how he's a computer engineer who's writing a book as if it's beneath him like computer en- i'm yeah, sure that's like, yeah, yeah. right i got a book. master's degree and I'm writing like, take, books. Take my word for it. I have a master's degree.
5: No more books. No
6: more. Books. He doesn't have to give you a book, guys, all right? He's not contractually obligated to give you anything, do, right? This and, is
3: this is the exact same
6: thing that George R.R. R. Martin says. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and and also the the way that like we've just described those lines, we've probably given more passion than he did. Yeah.
5: Yeah. yeah the Going back to uh, Ant's thing about, um, or whoever said about him, under, not understanding what post meant. fixing yeah. in post. I also think all the things he says to the book editor is something he's heard too. He's like, "Oh, I heard the word retainer before." Yes, like, I got. <laughs> I got to say, that you don't have a retainer on me, and I can do what I want. And he just shoot, like spouting out all the all the terminology he's heard before. Yeah,
3: yeah, he's just so angry at people willing to give him money to write yeah. a book.
5: I would love to know his, like, top five favorite
1: films. (laughs) Just to know where he's pulling from. Findings. The second (laughs) one's Double Down. The third one is uh, I Am Here Now. (laughs) You're not wrong. He is pulling from his own (laughs) movies because it's the same shit over and over again. Yeah.
6: I sample myself. (laughs) There's there's one surprise twist where early on when he he just releases himself from the hospital Mm -hmm. and I guess... Bad on the hospital. They're, where's the security? They just let head, I guess, <laughs> yeah. victims just walk out. That are gushing um, blood. Yeah, gushing <laughs> blood. Uh, where he he mentions to his wife, "Where are my pills?" <laughs> <laughs> <He gets him laughs> the pills. And then he says, "The very next scene, oh, I don't need these anymore."
3: <laughs> yeah, he's demanding her to fetch him his
6: pills. Right, and then and she, she looks th- nervous about it. Yeah, well, because she's
3: she's just thinking of all the pills that she could be taking if he doesn't take his. Yeah. Um, right.
5: I I enjoyed the fact that he patted his shirt three times, despite not having a pocket on the shirt. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> and just like obviously does not is not carrying a giant
6: bottle of pills really. in it. Yeah. <laughs> right. What was his What was his thinking during that scene? Like, I'm going to ask for pills, but then I'm going to say I don't need them anymore. Why? It's like
5: I. I feel like the whole patting the chest looking for it is like that thing we do when people ask us what time it is and we look at our wrist. You know, (laughs) it's like, like, I've seen people look for things and touch like pocket areas.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It must be so weird being an alien on this earth and trying to pass off as human. (laughs) How jealous do you think he is of Tommy Wiseau? (laughs) I don't know. I think, you know, Tommy Wiseau
6: is a one trick pony. He can't really. uh... I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't see Neil Breen movies getting midnight, uh, midnight releases, right? Not, not yet. Not That's not true. quite to the extent of the
3: Room. Obviously, I'm sure there's yeah, probably right, some right. places that that have them. I know this like premiered at like uh, somewhere in Austin for some Harry Knowles thing. Oh, the um, Button marathon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I guess there's no. I don't. There's no double Neil Breen screenings in Philly. I know that. Right. And no yep. one's going to
6: these these uh, theaters in their cut off vests. Yeah,
4: <laughs>
3: that'd be great.
4: That would maybe be.
3: maybe we just need one person to start it, and we could be those people.
6: Why not?
4: That's our calling.
6: <laughs> Speaking, uh, of, you were
4: you were talking about um, Neil patting his shirt down to see if he had the pills, which was ridiculous. <laughs> But speaking of the... I don't know if you guys notice. He has the same style shirt. Like the same exact shirt and just different colors throughout the entire movie. <laughs> it's got there. The sleeves I, are rolled I, I, up. The sleeves rolled const- up. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean... Not for nothing, the guy's got style. you got to give him
1: that. <laughs> and they're rolled up, man. They are high.
6: Yeah, <laughs> as, as high as he could possibly get those shirts mm-hmm. to be rolled up. You can't go and one it's... more.
1: You're in the pit at that point. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> and it's two sizes too big,
4: so it's like a super... Like, yeah. The cuff is so thick around his arm.
6: And we, and we were... Uh, I think Ant or Mark, you were talking about how he kept saying, we'll fix things in post, and like... The, the director of photography was behind the camera most of the time, yeah. and like, all right, well, let, let's just do a couple uh, couple of takes of that. They didn't do it for one scene, and that was the kidnapping scene, where <laughs> yeah. the, the, it was like an awkward happened. run-in.
3: Yeah, and, and Neil looked at it and was like,
4: perfect, no notes.
6: Yep, that's how that's did how <laughs> yeah. <you get> <laughs> He did the Ed Wood thing, cut, print, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and then he's giving us the play by play the very next scene. Oh yeah. I'm outside the house. <laughs> <laughs> Where you usually walk through to get yeah. to
3: the
2: front.
6: Yeah. Your
5: purse. I see is on the your purse.
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Dan, he can, he can make these great scenes because he doesn't have to worry about notes from the corrupt corporations that That's run film <laughs> studios. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he's I'm an up.
3: independent author. Most chemistry he has with anybody in this movie are voicemail boxes,
1: which is yeah. funny. Uh, because he, a lot of the times, he's like, Are you there? Pick up like he's talking to like a home machine rather than yeah. like a cell machine. Which you know, who has the home machine at this point? Uh, <laughs> also, either way, he would know, right, that he was like, talking yeah. to a machine,
4: but he's he he doesn't know because. <laughs> Like you he said, he's an alien.
6: <laughs> I was going to say because he he doesn't understand how machines operate.
4: <laughs>
3: that master's said, degree is wasted.
6: You said hello. That must mean you're there. <laughs> I heard you a second ago. You know, <laughs> oh, so you're saying he would fall for those like those answering machines, like "Hey, how's it going?" Nah, mm-hmm. just kidding. I'm not here. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> he must have been so confused when he called the home phone and it
3: was his voice that answered that picked up. <laughs> Like what the fuck? I'm outside.
6: That's like not me. Inside. The corruption goes all the way to the top. Yeah. Oh my god. I I cannot wait. I cannot wait, and I mean this whole. Like, I'm not even like being ironic. The ending. Oh
5: my holy god. Holy.
6: What a fucking shit. scene.
5: I'm glad, I'm glad that he discovered green screen. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: Oh, and like I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure green, pretty sure green. screen it.
6: He uses it a lot in his next few movies too. But oh, wow. I, 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 at that point my brain was completely broken. So <laughs> I was just I I was just totally on board for it at that point. Like yeah. <laughs> Politicians just blowing their heads off <laughs> in front of
5: the media. Why not? At a pause. At a pause.
6: I Yo. love the one dude
4: who's just like, I am president of the bank. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. bank.
6: At least he had position one. at the bank. Yeah. They, also,
5: they also had doctor of the hospital. That's right. All <laughs> oh, oh, those corrupt God. hospitals. Oh, oh
6: man!
1: And they're all just <laughs> shooting each other with themselves in front of everybody. No one's reacting to it at all. No, mm.
6: right. And and they don't even know how to hold the gun. Like, <laughs> they bring the yeah. gun up very awkwardly <laughs> to their heads. <laughs> Are you sure you want me to do this, Neil? You're yeah.
5: looking at Neil off
6: camera going,
5: really? Is this a real gun, Neil? It, it's, it's yes, like Neil. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, God it it feels is... heavy, Neil. Are you sure this isn't loaded? <laughs> Trust me, it's for the art.
3: <laughs> and he, his reaction shots in that scene are frightening. They are. <laughs> he
1: smiles,
3: right? He's, He's so smiling. Scary. That that weird, not completely understanding what a smile is, smile. <laughs> Ah. just like this is my plan it's all coming together
2: real quick that
3: is weird what do you think neil
1: breen's doing right now i hope he's making a sequel for twisted pear (laughs) right that's the on
6: the (laughs) document that's the next one supposedly yeah man just a day in the life of neil breen must be fascinating i i would i would just love to
3: talk like i'm assuming he has nobody in like a close circle of friends but if there is, man, would I love to pick their brains? Like, yeah. what is like what is Neil like? Because you're not going to get a straight answer from Neil, right? But no, to people, bullshit, people that man. like consider him a friend. Like, what the fuck? Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, what do you get out of that friendship? <laughs> it's like, have you bottomed out of every other relationship you've ever had and you're now you're stuck with Neil Breed? It's like befriending, it's like befriending the like a, the weird guy on the subway, right? Like nobody wants <laughs> to
4: be <that. laughs> <laughs> but a, with a way better filmography. Right, <laughs> yeah. And better hair too. <laughs> you love hair. that Neil Breen soy sauce hair.
6: Can, can one of you guys I'm hoping one of you guys can l- explain to me what the like the the like the little fart thing is that goes across the screen oh. every now and then? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like what a is that? Ghost. Is it a ghost? I, so. I don't know. What's the
3: what's the 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 fart <laughs> What who's the guy with the dress shoes? The oh, woman yeah. with woman mm-hmm. in the Rolls Royce? Yeah, I think, I, who knows what I, any of this? Who's I the old lady? The dress
6: shoe guy is the government. Yeah. Oh, he so he me so that's the stand-in for the government.
3: But the government also has the powers to materialize on the
6: other side of doors. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I forgot well, about Neil <laughs> 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 goes to save. Uh, the the the, lo- the love interest, Leah, the doctor, Leah. Lea. Twenty, doctor the, the girl
3: that's twenty years younger than him, but also <laughs> right. the same Man. age as him.
5: Right. And, uh, <laughs> and how many points would this be on the chisel scale?
3: Oh my God! I mean, uh, Neil Neil Breen outcages Nick Cage. So oh, yeah, through it's the
6: roof, ridiculous. Well, so when he goes to save Leah, in that, uh, I think it's a. What is it? It's it's, it's like not, a horse trailer. It's a trailer, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so, it's a storage unit, right? Is he the well, door- he's at
3: they're at the storage facility, but the dude falls asleep in front, <laughs> like the guy that's kidnapping oh, her. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just takes a nap at two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, um, well, um, well,
6: kidnapping
4: is,
3: yeah, a, a is very high. <laughs> he
4: took it way too literally. You're right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think he well, snipped some of that chloroform. <laughs>
4: yeah. he did he also didn't change his outfit either he's just like i I just kidnapped this bitch what am i gonna do take a nap sounds good
5: my work here's done. you know those great kidnapper plans where they write out the exact address and location (laughs) of where the kidnapper is
4: going oh yeah and just hang out in broad daylight
5: absolutely
6: so he he goes to rescue her tells takes the gag out of her mouth takes the blindfold off re-gags her re-blindfolds her Phases out of the door <laughs> that was already open no he doesn't have the key yeah oh, i thought he opened it no, no he, he... he
3: has to materialize through the door
6: that makes much more sense now yeah, like, well, yeah, why yeah. didn't he just
3: open the door well because he it's locked and he tries to get the guy to give him a key and the guy says he doesn't so he breaks a bud light bottle but over got his head. No key. <laughs> so why didn't he why didn't he get the key from that guy then the guy said he didn't have it. I guess he took it out of him as his
1: word. Well, how did he get her in the trailer then? He lost the keys when he locked it. You know oh, that old swallowing the key thing. Uh, <laughs> damn. That, that, so he earned that rest for sure. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he had his tummy tummy ache. <laughs> uh, so,
3: Faithful Findings from 2013 is directed by Neil Breen, director of Double Down. I am here dot 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 now. Pass through, Twisted Pair, starring Neil Breen, Clara Landrat, Jennifer Autry, Victoria Viveros, David Silva, John Henry Hoffman, and Danielle Andrade. IMDb score of forty four point three, and Rotten Tomato score of forty six percent audience. And I didn't have any budget or box office numbers, but through the roof, I assume. I mean, <laughs> it's all right there on the screen, um, and I have a joke that I wrote here. Men will literally uncover the most secret government and corporate secrets instead of going to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does go, to doesn't he go to therapy? Uh he, So that this is the one thing I feel like, I feel like the psychotherapy scenes are autobiographical because the whole movie, the psychotherapist is trying to get him to take pills. And yeah. I feel like this is Neil telling his, his
4: real life therapist. He doesn't need, Pills. Also, I felt bad for that lady because th- he goes back to her a couple of times. She's wearing the same thing, and he has different stuff on. He has like different <laughs> clothes on, as yeah. if to you know, just like I, th- this isn't just one session. Everybody, I'm going right. back multiple times, and I just like the picture that she's just stuck in that tiny room for days on end, <laughs> I'm waiting just for Neil, sitting, just waiting, just waiting, <laughs> twiddling I, I her wonder, thumbs.
6: I wonder if he told, like you know, bring your own wardrobe to set whenever you're on. And that's just all she had. This is my my finest dress. This is all I have. Yeah. (laughs) Can they sit any closer
1: too? By the way, in folding chairs,
6: it's like literally in her lap. Yeah, his knees
3: are in her thighs. That's like literally. That's every scene though. It's like everybody is way too close. Like there's the end of the barbecue where everybody's just in frame. Oh my god! (laughs) It's like they're getting ready to take a group photo, but they're
4: all just talking. Do you remember I'm, the the scene right before they're all standing outside the the barbecue? Where they're all right next to each other. Yeah. Didn't the one guy try to like sexually yeah. assault the other girl? Yeah, he yes. tries
3: to grab his uh, Russian mail order bride the
6: <laughs> <ass. But then, laughs> Right. Then he's fine in the next scene.
4: He's yeah. absolutely fine. The next everyone's taking a picture together. They're yeah. all lined up. It's a class photo. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. He's
3: not drunk anymore. I guess. I don't. I don't
6: <laughs> know. What happened. Jim likes
3: the pounds and Bud Lights, man. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: But I like in that scene where they fill in crowd noise and there's only like five people there. Oh, yeah. God, it's so good. It's so good.
3: <laughs> it's so funny because in, even in the scene before, they're like, let's have a nice, quiet, relaxing barbecue with just Jim and Amy. And then it's like, other people are here too. And here's crowd noise <laughs> to make you think that there's more people here.
5: Right. It makes it sound <laughs> like there's
6: 30, 40 people there. Yeah. Oh, and my I, God. I
5: love the fact that they're all surprised the doctor shows up. <laughs> well, to this private barbecue.
3: <laughs> and, yeah.
6: Oh, and for man. some reason there's a fiance now there's a fiance I... and what what
3: bothered me his name was also jim <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's like five characters in this movie and he ran out of male names it's like, yeah. oh, fuck. the
1: reveal <laughs> the reveal to each other's character that they are you know long-time friends from when they were kids <laughs> is isn't what you what you think it would be it was just like I thought it was you. It was just kind of. Oh, yeah, that's you. Yeah. Oh, that's you. uh like so weird. Yeah,
5: that that, that I, whole scene, they went out of their way to not reveal her first name. Like, I keep bringing up the doctor of the hospital. Yeah. Like that's how she's introduced around just so they can't say her name. Yeah. Um, so they can have that reveal happen.
1: I'm not his patient, but I'll check up on him.
5: Like, then, yeah. I,
6: I love in that scene, uh, Leah gives the wife a dirty look. Oh, yeah, because she, the the wife noticed that Leah is talking to Neil Breen, and she's like, "Well, what the hell's going on here?" And Leah has the audacity of like, "What the fuck's wrong with you, bitch?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're hitting on this guy's husband or this woman's husband.
3: yeah, it's also it's also weird that Neil Breen has been pining for a girl that he hasn't seen since she was eight. Yes yeah. this, mm-hmm. this is like the woman that he has set every other physical relationship up against on a pedestal and that girl
6: was 8 years old. <laughs> I wonder like you said I wonder if this is like autobiographical in a way yeah. where he's like I, yeah there, there's a woman that he he wishes that he could be with since he was you know he was like 9 years yeah. old or whatever. Yeah. It's like, you know, he's never is... got over it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs>
4: hey, we all have the one that we got that got away, right boys? Yep. Mine was at 9.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or she nine. was 9 yep. at
4: least.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which is also awesome. awesome. pretty funny. We're like, don't worry, the airplane's not going to
6: leave without us.
1: Uh, they, yeah, they will. They'll fucking leave. <laughs> like,
6: That's a good too. But you don't like, know that, man. That guy doesn't understand how planes work. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> no, C25B's not I, here. We can't leave yet. We got to wait around.
6: <laughs> I I could just imagine them showing up late and him freaking out. Like, what do you mean the plane left? <laughs> this isn't supposed to happen and she's I like i told you
4: the airlines are wings of the corporate greed and government <laughs> scandals
1: and the uh young leah is like where's dylan where's dylan he just like
6: pops up like He's right the she's car. staring right at him right much, here <laughs> and again the, the humans not knowing how to show emotion the way they wave to each other it it's almost like they've they don't they've never learned how to wave before so <laughs> the way that like these big long strokes of waving in the air instead of just giving you know like, all right, see you later like, yeah I
4: had, pa- I had to pause that and rewind it for my wife multiple times
5: <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, either that's so is the, awkward That is it's either that it's the slowest driving car of all time or no oh my god you <laughs>
3: He just let off the gate he just let off the brake and just let it roll down the street
1: and they're late for the plane we
3: established that
1: (laughs) and he's driving so slow Uh, yeah them waving it's kind of
3: like like in terms of no idea what they're doing behind it it's kind of like when you see those videos of like where those eight like the chinese people have trained like put beaten dogs to like stand up and walk normally (gasps) like on two legs it's kind of like that. They're like they don't really understand what they're doing, but that's what. <laughs> what they've been told to do it, right? <laughs> or he's yeah.
4: just like his his directing. His one directing advice was like, just wave like you're underwater.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, do real you think slow that? And deliberate.
1: You think that's what it is? Do you think like the the actors or actresses that are in this movie like they know how to interact like a human, but his direction to them like just messes
6: up their whole yeah. right. Their whole it's got to be right because no think. normal person waves or talks the way that these actors do. <laughs> yeah,
2: Correct.
6: they all talk like Neil Breen. Yeah, right. they do. Yeah, yeah. That's I wonder just if would all be ADR. He's like, why are you guys talking like you know each other? <laughs> <laughs> what is this communication you guys have? What is this rapport?
4: Oh uh, no, no, no! That's too close there. Too close. Too much motion, and that's the right. thing. It's like they get in, you know actors as a profession you should be able to emote that should be like the one of the first fucking things that you should know how to do as an actor and they're all just like i love
6: you (laughs) i can't take seeing you like this anymore i hate when you're in pain oh yeah it sounds like it
2: it. (laughs) yeah Yeah.
3: (laughs) so you gotta have two seconds of breath in between each line
6: (laughs) that's the brain way and a lot of the actresses stare at the camera I I just I don't understand how any of this gets past so many eyes, or right? I, yeah. I don't know how many eyes are on it. But someone would have to say something. to him. like, yeah, like Neil, she's looking right at the camera, but I want her to look at the camera. <laughs> it's like they're waiting for someone to yell cut. Yes.
2: Yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah. It's like okay, I've said my line. Right. What else?
3: What happens now?
6: <laughs> but I wouldn't have been surprised if at one point Breen. Did say cut in the middle of a scene, <laughs> I just kept it in there. Right? It's like, yeah. like he's arguing with his wife about the pills, and she says the line two, three times, and Neil just says, "Okay, cut," and then we go to the next scene,
1: or him saying cut, like it's like his the line gets cut off, like cut. like he's <laughs> real bad editing. <laughs> uh, he uses
4: cut in a completely different way. <laughs>
6: Yeah. It, again, it, it should really it, these movies should make you feel pretty good about your chances at kind of going out and come true, and I, I mean mm-hmm. that in a good way. Like, like you see what this guy's able to do, you could probably do better.
4: Yeah. Well, I, well, that's the thing is like I was telling my wife yesterday, like when you are doing an independent picture with very little money, or even if it's like a student project or whatever, filmmaking is about getting resources for your film and yeah, yeah you got to have the script you got to have all that but it's about getting resources these are all the resources he has he's got six laptops he's got <laughs> just as many cell phones that he can throw around he's got a few books and access to some actors and houses yeah. oh, or actors i say actors that's very generous strippers that's what i meant <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah I, and the the one thing i will say and it, it's going to sound kind of self-serving but uh, Mark, Anthony, and I, when we were younger, we did our own kind of sketches, right? And none of us are actors, and I'm not going to pretend like we're we were great or anything like that. But and I'm sure Ant and Mark can back me up. We actually looked like humans when we <laughs> acted. Yep, <laughs> we we did reach that that uh, that bar. That's yeah. a good milestone to hit. That's it, that's <laughs> Look like saying. a human. Like, it's it's the lowest thing that you can do. When you're shooting something, it's just act natural, act like you like the camera's not there, kind of thing. No mm. one in this movie does that.
1: No one. <laughs>
6: no, it's it, it's like they're fully aware. There's a camera staring right at them, <laughs> and they have to read these lines a certain way.
4: Yeah, it's like Breen was like, "Okay, you ready? We're all set up. Okay, good. Action!" And then all the actors just like, "There's a fucking camera there. Oh, there's a camera there. There's a camera <laughs> there. Oh throws. god, what are we gonna do?
6: Deer and headlights." <laughs> yeah, it's 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 great though. I think, for the for the, uh, the purposes of this, obviously. Mm-hmm. But yeah. but as uh, Pete and Alice were saying, you go down the rabbit hole, and I feel like it's just something you just do for fun. And it, it's not supposed to be taken seriously. Oh, God, I hope not. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
6: Uh, you guys want to get into this plot? Yeah, Why not? <laughs> yeah. All right, Dan, what do you got for us? Oh, boy. Okay, get back on track. Uh, just going to give a quick shout-out to our friend Tia. She has a podcast called The Top Ten with Tia. Go check it out. Go to geekvibesnation.com. Just search Top Ten with Tia. Give her a follow. She's great. Okay, great.
3: And we're gonna take a quick break and you guys are gonna to listen to some ads from friends of the podcast. And we'll be back in a second. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan Jay,
1: Coach Duffy,
3: from the Ocho Duro Parley Hour Podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parley of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParlayHour.com,
4: where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607podcastinfo, and parleypoints, our companion block
0: section of the show. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
3: Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast
4: Hey everybody, my name's
3: David. I'm the DM for From Afar Podcast. A From Afar Podcast is all about four friends separated by distance, brought together by adventure. Hope you all stop by and give us a listen. Thanks. And welcome back. Now it's time to get into the plot for Fateful Findings. We open, and we see some sort of large book on a pedestal in some random-ass storage facility. And then we cut to two kids, a boy and a girl, walking in the forest until they come across a mushroom, which then turns into a jewelry box that carries a single black stone in it. It's a magical day, which Leah says twice and then writes it down in her notebook just so we're all very clear about this magical day. then we immediately cut to Leah and her parents getting out of Dodge like people are after them. And Her mom says they're going to be late for their flight, but her dad says the plane won't leave without them. And I'm not (laughs) sure he knows how planes work. (laughs) (laughs) Then Leah and Dylan have a very dramatic wave goodbye. And And little new fact, Leah's dad. Sammy to bull. <laughs> it's probably. That's the way they're leaving. Like, oh man, my cover's blown. <laughs> and Neil Breen, as an adult, Dylan comes into VO saying he never saw or heard from Leah again. As if telephones don't exist. Yeah. Speaking of telephones, it's now present day, and Dylan and his wife, Emily, talk to each other on the phone, made up entirely of one
6: sided conversations, if that makes any sense. And Neil Breen oh, walks. You, you never see Neil Breen answering, right? No, it's, it's just the wife talking and it's just a, a, a wide angle shot of him on the yeah. phone. Yeah, that's right. I remember that now. <laughs> I don't know why they couldn't just have him answering.
3: <laughs> like he's talking, but you don't hear any of the audio and it just seems like they just forgot to put it in. <laughs> un, un,
6: unbelievable. <laughs> that just that sets the tone. <laughs>
3: So Neil Breen walks around in his new human skin for a bit, then drops his phone in the middle of the street and gets absolutely annihilated by Rolls Royce. I will say, not bad in terms of that effect. For <laughs> the bar is super low, but him getting just crushed by that Rolls Royce, it totally works. I'm it's with so
1: good. <laughs> I
6: was I was expecting him it, it to be like Poochie getting pulled out of frame. Where, sure. where he gets hit and it's just the, the cell being dragged to the right yeah <laughs> and
3: then his russian mail-order wife trying to talk to him over the phone the whole time the woman gets out of the back of the rolls and we only see her legs as the crowd gathers around dylan to stand around in their ill-fitting jeans everybody had just terrible jeans in this scene
5: <laughs> little, little, little known fact uh uh, Quentin Tarantino was the second unit director on this movie. Oh,
3: yeah. He, re- he shot that the fuck out of the those legs <laughs> and those pumps. And everybody just simply stares at Dylan lying on the ground, his face bloodied. And uh, the woman from the roles. Bent- okay.
5: If I knew what kind of movie this, if I didn't know what Neil Breen was, I would assume by the end of this movie, that the girl walking out of the rolls was the the friend, the wife. Mm-hmm. You know, the, yeah, that the, the uh, yep. Uh, not, not until, yeah the, the other one that's in that kind of yeah yeah Amy in that a uh, kind of abusive relationship um, yeah. <laughs> that's going on there. Uh, but that would have been like the twist it would have been. But then I remembered it's Neil Breen movie. It, yeah, it, it can't be a twist. that doesn't involve Neil Breen.
1: So. <laughs> I like the um, while we're while we're at this scene, the one guy who's like, I saw it, it's the Rolls Royce. He wait this. The car's still there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one left. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like
3: this is not a hit and run at all no. the person did it. they did exactly hey. what they're supposed to do in that situation
5: yeah yeah when you're when you're given a statement about an accident to the police you all, you make sure it's in that statement that you say i'm a witness <laughs> witness i saw
1: it. it's the Rolls voice it's right, right there, there.
3: <laughs> he did have an australian accent so he's probably yeah. a
6: criminal so he's <laughs> yeah. like that's what i would do i'd run so in in this scene, a couple people say their lines twice, and I'm like, "Oh, that's kind of odd." But that's just par for the course, as we've already discussed. <laughs> yeah. You learn mm-hmm. to get used to it while you're watching. Yeah, the brain, <laughs> that's the brain style. Is it's he okay? A... Is he okay? Like, if What's if like I'm at the,
3: the one... scene, I'm like, why the did one you guy? just say it twice? Was the one guy, guy from all... Goodfellas? Uh, oh, Jimmy, two
4: times. <laughs> Jimmy,
3: two times. Yeah, gotta go get the papers.
4: Get the papers. Everybody's Jimmy two times here. <laughs> It was a Rolls Royce. Was a Rolls Royce.
1: (laughs) One, one, one.
4: Then the
3: woman from the Rolls Royce bends down to, she magically puts his rock in his hand, and then Dylan gets carted away by two EMTs who couldn't be in less of a rush. (laughs) (laughs) He gets, he gets sent to the hospital and has his face bandaged, and we're introduced, sort of, to his friend Jim, who just shows up up to the hospital and comforts Dylan's wife. The doctor says he's in critical condition, unconscious. And it does not look good. <laughs> <laughs> then another doctor comes in, an attractive blonde woman, most assuredly not the same age as Neil Breen, comes in and checks on Dylan, too. And for some reason, yeah. she wants to keep tabs on him, even though he's not her patient.
5: Yeah, and they, they, I gotta give it to him a little bit, does the reveal shot of the bracelet. Yeah,
3: it's uh-huh. pretty you know, good. Yeah, it seems, it seems like he knows what he's doing at that
5: moment. Yeah, that, that was the actual <laughs> director of photography shot. Yeah, not <laughs> Neil Breen. Now, is, is that the fateful finding?
3: <laughs> that's a good question. I think it's what the mushroom. Is the, what is, is the faithful finding the mushroom, or is it just the corporate secrets? Yeah. Oh. National Ooh. and international.
1: Dude. <laughs> well, it's findings. It, so there's multiple. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good there point. Go. He's Maybe not every, limiting
4: himself to one find. And that's actually the, the best thing about this movie multiple interpretations <laughs> yeah. of the title. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah he does. <laughs> Everyone
3: leaves. Everyone leaves Dylan to give to give him his rest, and he starts to stir awake thanks to the rock, I suppose, and undoes his oxygen mask, his IV, and just walks out of the hospital, giving us a pretty good look at Neil Breen's ass as he walks in the hospital gown. Then we see the feet of some man walk into frame in a pair of dress shoes and then disappears, and that doesn't really play a major part in this movie, but it happens.
5: Now, I, I haven't seen the other movies yet, so this is more of a... a, a... Pete and Alex question. Yeah. Uh, does the Breen ass show up in every single movie? That's a
1: really great question. You
5: know <laughs> what? From here
1: on out, I only, I don't think, hmm. So double down for sure.
4: Sure. Yeah. Yes. We have ball I'm in here. Double down. Ball yeah. in that. Beat, beat, beat. Now. I i don't think so in that one because he's more Messiah alien-ish.
1: I honestly don't remember. I mean, I'm just yeah. going to say, yeah. Yes. It's <laughs> and a yes. Twi- twisted
4: pair. I think we see as twisted
5: pair in that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
3: Yeah, that's all about testicular torsion, right?
5: (laughs) (laughs) PSA. I don't I don't care what happens in this movie, but everyone has to see my ass. That's the only thing I need. (laughs) No one.
4: No one at all. (laughs) Then Neil Breen's ass. Yeah,
3: it's it's so weird that him and uh, apparently Tommy Wiseau had just an obsession with their own asses. Yeah. I mean, I guess I because guess they're so far up their own asses, because oh, they're yeah. narcissists. So no, it, it,
6: I, because I believe Alex said it at the beginning of the show, that he's just been told no so many times throughout his life. Now he's forcing it on us. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. I can and do, do you, whatever I want.
5: Right. It's you, my movie. You're going to see my ass. Do you, do you think this is the way he gets the women into the uncomfortable scenes? Is going, well, I'm the one that's going to be naked.
1: Right. <laughs> oh, <right>. absolutely. <laughs>
5: yeah.
1: Oh, don't worry. My penis will be out. I mean, you got. No, nothing yeah. <laughs> I was going to say there
3: is a 0% chance that he uses a cock sock in the injury. Oh, no. full full <laughs> uh, so the female doctor comes back to check on him and realizes Dylan is not in the hospital bed and calls his doctor, who tells her that he didn't discharge Dylan from the hospital. Dylan, meanwhile, walked all the way home with an absolutely gaping head wound and decides to take a shower. it's Vegas, baby. (laughs) And then his Russian mail-order wife joins him in the shower against the actress's will, and they sort of shuffle in some sort of circle in the shower, his head still pouring blood down his entire body. Later, his wife calls the female doctor and tells her that he's doing great and he's back to work on his next book as they speak. And then we see Dylan fall out of his desk chair, toppling over several laptops because (laughs) the pain in his head is so great, which I'm sure doesn't mean he should be back in the hospital for observation. (laughs) Dylan later has a call with his publishers, yelling at them about their deadlines. He demands that they don't even call him anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Dylan talks about how he's got a master's degree in computers, but he wound up being a novelist and he spends his time autographing his books.
6: Is that what he was doing in that scene?
4: Yeah. Oh.
3: But there, wasn't,
6: yeah, so
4: there is another scene where he's in the office, he's looking at the computer, typing three keystrokes, and then looking in the book and then writing something in the book. Yeah. So I don't know if it those are dedications yeah. that he's supposed to be writing in the book or <laughs> I don't know. what's going he on. He
1: doesn't know what he's doing. That's basically Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be research for his book, but it's his book. You know, he doesn't yeah. you know, I don't know what he's yeah, doing.
5: Yeah, and and those books on his desk that are totally full of words. Yeah, right. <laughs> These books oh, okay. are full of words <laughs> that
4: I wrote. <laughs> then we then we cut
3: to Jim and his wife, Amy, having an argument. Jim is drunk on water, complaining about how they don't have sex anymore. But it's because his wife is very busy with all the problems her office at the bank is having.
5: Her back hurts. Or her what? back
3: now, hurts. Now, does she work for the corrupt bank at the end? I mean, all banks are corrupt, are they not? Wow, that's yeah. a good point. <laughs> so she's part of the well, problem. There's a-
4: yeah, absolutely. But there's only one bank, as we know by the end. I don't yeah,
5: you know, don't want point. to get too far ahead.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't Emily also work in the bank? The Russian mail order bride?
5: Oh, I don't know. Oh, Did yeah. they ever she say says, what she does? She, she says the bank failed. Yeah. At one point. Yeah. The
6: bank failed.
5: The bank failed.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh they're having this argument with an earshot of Amy's Now, I don't understand the relationship between this girl, uh, Allie and these two, because Amy calls her her stepdaughter and Jim does not seem to take any um, re- ownership of Allie. So I'm not that's, sure if they're that's just... his daughter. Right. But he acts like it's not his. Right. Um, it's, it's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> and they get really she gets really upset and goes cries in her room after Jim stores off storms off. And then back at Dylan and Emily's Dylan is hard at work typing away on a computer that isn't on and calls out to Emily asking where his pills are. So he pats pats his pockets as if they'd be there, but Emily just grabs them for him from the medicine cabinet and helps herself to a a little too while she's at it. So he makes a whole big deal about his pills. She tosses them to him from off screen, maybe because they couldn't get the actress on set that day. (laughs) And then he immediately decides he's done with the pills and then gets his ass up out of the chair to flush them down the toilet. And then his Russian well, mail order wife fishes no them point. out of the toilet. No,
4: and then no flush, no flush. Then they're going to go <laughs> He out. throws them in there. <laughs>
6: we well, yeah. well, the They're just going to disappear. Yeah, it's
4: just like <laughs> Nate, nature will take care of this, as it <laughs> always does. And then she just scoops them out with her
3: dirty hand. Uh, And honestly, she looks more comfortable fishing in the toilet than she did taking a shower with a naked new nu- yeah. breed. Nu- yeah. Which I totally get.
2: <laughs>
3: uh, Dylan then passes out at his desk with the rock in his hand, and he dreams that he is Neil in Neil Breen's garage with garbage bags covering the walls, and of course he's <laughs> so, naked.
6: That scene is so good. When he wakes up. He wakes up and spills the coffee. Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> I, I think that's the next time he passes out. Okay, <laughs> so a, a, <laughs> real quick question, and I know I said this had the most cohesive narrative, but my one. Uh, gripe with it is, where are we during the garbage scene, or the garbage bag room scene? I think we're I, inside the rock.
6: I thought it was the cube. Yeah.
4: Oh, okay. But what I, is the
1: cube? Come on, Alex. Jeez.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: this, is, this is just...
3: <laughs> it's like, why, why would he tape garbage bags up on the
6: wall? That's the only reason why I could think of. Because right. we're supposed to think we're in this black rock. <laughs> I, I'm assuming... There's supposed to be something more substantial going on with that, with those scenes in the, the, the quote unquote stone or wherever yeah. the hell he is. I'll, I'm
4: right with you. I, I thought it was like, is this another level of consciousness? Is this yeah. a spiritual realm? Like, where the hell are we? But we're literally right. just in a little black cube. <laughs> right. I, 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 think, I think Neil Breen uh, rented Mulholland
3: Drive one day and he's like, <laughs> sure. Let's do this.
4: <laughs> yeah, I can do this. I can definitely do
3: this. He's like, so wait, you don't have to make sense
6: when you make a movie. Oh, he took that to 11. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. uh, and of course, he's naked. Uh, his wife wakes him up and asks him what he was dreaming of. And he says he feels like something is inside of him. She asks him if he's ta- he's been taking his medicine. And he says, yes, despite the fact that he just made an enormous show of flushing them down the toilet 20 seconds ago. And now Dylan is off to his psychiatrist's office. And it's obvious for a number of reasons that Neil Breen has never been to a therapist's office because he assumes that it's just very similar to a boardroom as he sits on one end, the psychotherapist (laughs) on the other end and 10 desk chairs empty in between them. So this probably this this probably this uh, answers a lot of questions we have for Neil Breen because he doesn't know what it's like the inside of a therapist's office looks like, (laughs) which he obviously needs to. (laughs) Yes. Um, so it's also possible that these two actors are never in the same room together Dylan says he's feeling less stable and the doctor says he's prescribed the medication to help him write his book and then Dylan just pieces out nothing resolved <laughs> and Dylan then calls his publishers saying he needs more time to write his book because he's still recovering from the accident then he has another brain episode and spills coffee all over his dead laptop <laughs> and then on to himself as he passes out face down on his desk and there, he really needs to be in a hospital
6: at this point. There there's a line of dialogue when he's talking to the publisher and he's he's like oh deadlines dead your deadlines i have deadlines. What deadlines do you have? We <laughs> got to finish his book. Yeah. <laughs> well th- yeah, those are his,
3: the, those are the same <laughs> deadlines. That I, shared. I I won I wonder if we're supposed to read that he dies in the car accident the whole and he's this is this is all a dream. That would be
6: way better. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh jacob's ladder scenario it's a jacob's ladder scenario yeah
2: Yeah. uh
3: meanwhile jim is working on his ferrari in his garage with (laughs) the door closed and the engine running apparently which is sort of foreshadowing for what jim will quote-unquote do later and then his wife comes in to nag him about working on his car rather than spending time with her which i mean at this point yeah i get it
6: she turned him down
3: yeah and then she's like You don't want to spend time with me? Real naggy. (laughs) Women, right? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, But later, Emily calls Amy to invite her, her, Jim, and their daughter over for dinner. And then just like that, this group of aliens inhabiting the skin of their hosts (laughs) sit around a table with no food on the table or in their plates, (laughs) acting like someone is going to come in and
1: serve them. (laughs) I'm doing a report on elephants. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about your report. He doesn't want to hear about your report. I'm leaving. Like it's what's going on here.
3: Actually, I do want to hear about this
6: report. <laughs> he, he gives Jim a dirty look. Yeah. He's like, you like mind your own goddamn business, Jim.
1: <laughs> I'm going to get in this girl's pants. I'm going to hear about this elephant report. I'll give you
4: <laughs>
6: Okay, what I have to do? I know a thing or two about elephants.
4: They have trunks. <laughs> Let me show you something.
6: Oh. <laughs> they have the long trunks and <laughs>
4: I also think that's probably one of the things that Breen heard at either in a Mulholland Drive director's commentary or at some some filmmaking uh, conference is that conflict is good. Mm. Yes, in in scenes or stories or movies or whatever, because that that dinner scene with no food on the table or anything, like pizza. <laughs> it's like do you want to hear about the elephants no and then all of a sudden there's a fight it's like wait, what no you have to lead up there's at least three or four more things going on before you lead up to the conflict and he just didn't seem to get that
6: and there's no resolution to that conflict
4: no no
6: everything's fine the next scene
4: yeah another insight into the mind of breen just create conflict without any idea of what a resolution should be
6: right right well this is how life works right people get angry and then everything's fine afterwards there's no Yeah, you
4: yell at them and then you just walk away right good <laughs> cut print perfect that's life <laughs> so emily shares some wine
3: with amy while jim and dylan just pounce bud lights like real american human beings would do according to those commercials neil Green has seen at least once before <laughs> And everyone just marvels over how great Dylan seems to be doing, you know, other than the constant fainting spells he seems to be having. And then Jim gets drunk enough to knock over his Bud Light and then no one cleans it up. He's yeah. so blasé about it. <laughs> I think he's just like, I- I've spilled that. Let's get some wine in, in me instead. <laughs> and then uh, then Allie tries to talk to Dylan about a school project and Jim just basically tells her to shut up and gets upset and excuses herself <laughs> from the table. <laughs>
1: the real daughter are the real dad you know yeah <laughs> yeah he he
3: treats her like that's his stepdaughter yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: His dylan then says he's not feeling very well and then the scene just ends. <laughs>
6: oh. <laughs> real quick real quick i thought that was going to a dark place where the daughter leaves and then neil breen says oh i don't feel well yeah and then he's gonna go follow the daughter yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen that porn, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you're, you're just missing the, the cutaway to the daughter, like, hiding behind, like, the, the wall. Kind of like, yeah, come come over here. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, I have a bad headache. <laughs> ah.
4: <laughs> See, a great director just, you know, like, he gives you the idea. He doesn't necessarily right.
6: have to show it.
4: He'll give you the idea of what happens.
6: Right. That's true. Yeah, sometimes you have to, you just have to show, don't tell. You it's know. like it's like jazz. It's all about the notes you don't play. Exactly. <laughs> and he's a master musician.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he does do the music for this
6: music. <laughs> I'm back. sure he does. And then we cut to
3: Dylan getting very angry about how much work he has to do, throwing papers and pens all over his office. But instead of writing his book, Dylan drops a bomb on the audience out of nowhere telling us that he's going to continue to hack into the government systems to see what he could find.
6: 42 and... minutes into the movie. That's the plot all of a sudden
3: Yeah Uh, And we're basically watching George R.R. Martin Do everything besides finish the winter uh, Because he knows there's corruption going on And then we cut to a possible post-coital Amy and Jim sleeping in bed Like they're about to get massages Jim tries to talk to his wife But she rolls over to ignore him As they're both trying to get some sleep What seems to be about 7.30pm Judging by the light coming in through the window
6: Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a, a scene where the, the Russian mail order bride asks Neil Breen to come to bed. Like, oh, it's so late. It, there's some like coming through the window. Yeah,
4: absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah there
3: there are some scenes where it's like he they've lit it to make it look like golden hour, which yeah. is commendable. They're like, oh, you know, you guys tried, you put in an effort. But the whole problem is those scenes are supposed to take place at night. <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> it's a, advantage of that.
4: It's absolutely. Like, there's a yeah. There's some intention
6: there. Yeah, uh, but they in don't the deliver. place. Yeah. <laughs> All that effort for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh then a drugged up Emily
3: talks on the phone to maybe Dylan's psychiatrist to tell whoever is on the other end that Dylan stopped taking his medication and then asks for the plug to hook her up with some pills. And Dylan has another meeting his with his psychotherapist who is still trying to push pills on at Dylan, and then Dylan and his wife argue over her pill addiction. And (laughs) there's some lines in the scene that just made me laugh. Uh, Your your pill taking for pain relief has gotten out of control was one of them. (laughs) I just couldn't stop laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) And he tries to get her to go to rehab and she says no. And then out of nowhere, Dylan starts tapping away on his laptop, telling her he really has to get some work done. And then she says she hates her job. But he just goes on and on about how he's hacking is going to change the world. And Dylan's wife is literally pleading for help. And he can't look past his important work. And he yells at her, it's a crutch. Which, which <laughs> just
6: made me laugh. <laughs> uh,
3: I don't know why this woman's pill addiction makes me laugh so much, but it does. Because you know.
6: it's not real. It's, it's so not real. <laughs>
3: And then we cut to his office and his wife says, she's done talking. And he pulls her close to him and he says, oh, really? And just starts to throw shit around on the (laughs) ground, including his laptops that aren't on. And papers in the air with no regards for the potential paper cuts they might cause.
4: (laughs) I mean, the laptops in this film take a beating. (laughs) They (laughs) take a real, real beating.
3: One of the breaks looks like. Uh, Yeah, I think I read somewhere that he accidentally cracked one of the screens.
6: Oh, he must have been in, like in the worst mood after that.
4: <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, the I next movie, the, four, the, the fourth movie,
6: the fourth movie,
4: there's one less laptop than there was in this movie. <laughs>
3: oh man, and, and I think we talked about how he's just like pushing the laptops off the desk
1: like he's a cat. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but he does. Again? He does have a humanistic smile in this scene, though. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like he's trying to be
6: playful. It's like, oh, this is what people do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm experiencing this thing you call joy.
3: (laughs) This is Neil. This is
1: playful, Neil. I almost feel like he's actually flirting with the actress in real time Mm -hmm. in this scene. Like, look how much fun we're having. We're gonna bang after this scene. Like, Mm -hmm. you're gross, dude. Like, oh, big time. Oh, so uncomfortable. He's like, Look, I'm throwing papers. Are you in love with me
6: yet? I'm a real nervous. <laughs> and, and the furthest he goes with a woman, is he only shows the shoulders? He he, yeah, he just takes. There's a lot of side boob in this movie. Well, the, well the, uh...
4: from him too. <laughs>
6: <laughs> he, he I know the the was Amy is her name? Yeah, the Jim's wife. Jim's wife. She shows the most side boob, and yeah. he did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. For sure. He knew what he was working with there. And <laughs> everyone else, like the, the Russian mail order bride and Leah, they just show their shoulders. Like he only playfully takes off the shoulder straps.
3: Yeah, I feel like the scene with Leah in the park, I feel like they were meant to frame it so it looked like she took off her shirt and she wasn't didn't have her shirt just off the yes, shoulders. That makes yes. sense. <laughs> uh but they just were incompetent.
1: Now, um, <laughs> the scene where they're throwing the papers, that turns into the shirt ripping, right? Is that... that's it, like, Yes, the they start
3: ripping each other's clothes off, literally. And yeah. then my favorite part is... So they're, so Neil's on the left side of the screen, and oh, yeah, Emily's on the right side of the screen, and then they oh, have absolutely. that
4: shot of the feet, which yes. they slip. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the small, painted toes feet. <laughs> the way it's framed. He's got that. And also, when it cuts back to him... His shirt ripped just exposes his nipple.
2: Yeah, that's right.
6: It's so strange. What a weird choice. I think, like, maybe he sees himself as, like, a, an action hero. And, you know, like, so, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger or Stallone, sometimes their shirt would rip and only, like, not like the full chest is out. Oh, but, like, right. Yeah, yeah. You only see a little bit. So maybe that's mm-hmm. what he thinks 100%. he
1: is. 100%. It's, like,
6: oh, <laughs> you're, it's, it's too hot to show both nips. Yeah. <laughs> The world
4: can't handle it. <laughs> They're already dealing with corporate greed and government scandals. They they can't they can't handle it.
1: And on no. her on her shirt, uh, you could see like the pre scissor cuts on yeah, uh, oh, yeah. on one mm-hmm. of them where like where he was could have ripped, but they didn't get yeah. to that. Yeah,
5: yeah it's like late like career Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I feel like if I if if
3: I did that to my wife, she'd be like super pissed like I just ripped her shirt. Like, yeah. what the fuck, man? <laughs> <going>. <laughs> well, you're obviously oh. you're buying me a new one.
1: Right. <laughs> and it just ruins the mood. Yeah, just tell
4: her you're on pills,
1: and you get a
2: problem.
4: <laughs>
1: well, tell her you're a corporate greed hacker.
4: <laughs> it just makes you so mad.
6: I can't contain my rage. The banks.
1: <laughs> the banks.
6: The banks. So
3: he goes back to the therapist's office and talks to a random old lady who talks to him about how he was given a power but he needs to be careful because they will harm him she says they want what you have then dylan goes home and looks in the mirror but his reflection stays in the mirror after he walks away that doesn't come back ever again Then amy jim's wife starts taking pills yelling every single one of her limes at jim and they talk about nothing really, just being mad at each other. So Jim storms off saying he's going to go for some air. And then the mysterious man with dress shoes bams into someone's house. We don't know where he is or who he, who he is, but he's just there. And Emily tries to get Dylan to come to bed because it's late, quote unquote, despite the afternoon sun peeking through the blinds. And he tells her, you need to go away now. <laughs> <laughs> Later, he comes to the living room and apologizes for turning her away, and she accuses him of having an affair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he denies it, then does some weird shifty eye move, and then tells her that he's been hacking into go- secret government files, and he's going I'm to so, expose everyone's secret.
6: I'm so glad you brought that up. He, when He says that there's <laughs> no other woman, and then again, the, the camera lingers on him too long. Yeah. <laughs> he, he might be
3: looking at like the director of photography, like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes him look so guilty. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, are we? Are is like, is he hiding something that we, even we don't know at this point?
2: Holy and now, shit.
3: and now the mysterious book is in Neil Breen's garage against the trash bag backdrop, and a naked Dylan opens it. And later, Emily convinces Dylan to invite Jim and Amy over for a barbecue, emphasis on a nice, quiet, laid-back barbecue. Then we cut to the actual barbecue, and they've invited the female doctor over with her fiance, who's also named Jim, and they use the same audio twice.
5: Yeah, my favorite <laughs> part is the uh, is that they decided to shoot the on the side of the pool that you could only fit two people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they have to all shimmy by each other.
3: Yeah. And it's the doctor from the hospital. hospital. <laughs> and she also inv- in- introduces Jim twice, too. And then the wow. doctor then drops her notebook out of her pocket. I don't want to hear about how women don't have good pockets anymore because this chick is carrying around a college-ruled notebook for 20 years, full-size notebook that she just stashes in her front pocket everywhere she goes for good luck, <laughs> quote-unquote. Yeah. And there's literally only one thing written in it after all these years, and it's a magical day. And Dylan just can't believe it's her, Leah. <laughs> and the mo- <laughs> motherfucker's and the motherfuckers, about to throw it all away for a girl he knew when he was eight years old. Yep. Yeah, she could have
6: completely changed. Yeah holding
3: hands with her right in front of his wife, telling her that he thinks about her every fucking day.
6: <laughs> <laughs> That's again, fucking creepy. He's supposed, to be, he's supposed to be the good guy, like Mark said, right? Like, <laughs> oh, he views himself as this messiah. Yeah, he's the so, hero of the story. Right, so this is okay then. He's pining over an eight-year-old, essentially.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, It's not even like a villain story where they're the hero of their own story. Right. He's just, he's just the hero. Yep. Through <laughs> thick and thin.
3: Yep. Emily is suspicious to say the least, but she can't concentrate on that for too long because then Jim comes over to her, to sexually harass her and drunkenly knock over a plate of food, which is perfectly fine
5: in the next scene.
6: Yeah, yep. And, and I do, th- oh yeah. Why does he frame it from like the the waist and not showing the full the full body? Uh, look, if you told me that they weren't there that day
3: on set and they shot that scene or they dropped out of the movie, I wouldn't be super surprised.
6: That, uh, that would make sense, right? It's, it's yeah. two different actors. Yeah. Um, I know, like,
3: like Tommy Wiseau, he just, like, shot scenes with completely different actors stepping in and didn't hide them. So, um, <laughs> you know, at least Neil Breen made an effort to try and mask it. <laughs> um, yeah. I, and That's I wouldn't be point. surprised if, like, scenes like this, uh, he edited out of order. Like, mm-hmm. like this scene is supposed to happen, uh, like, after or like, like she's also cooking after everyone has already eaten. So maybe it was supposed to be before. Mm. And time makes sense back. too. Yeah. Uh, later on, while Dylan is working, Allie, Amy, Amy and Jim's underage daughter comes over to skinny dip in the pool and makes passes at Dylan through the window. <laughs> then she goes to take a bubble bath in his bathroom.
5: Somebody <laughs> had watched Christmas vacation the day before this shot. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <Right>. <laughs> and he walks in on her and valiantly resists the urge to commit statutory rape. Because he is our hero after all.
1: (laughs) The fact that he even goes into the bathroom, bends down where his face is probably her ass level, and then picks up the owl and covers her. It's Mm. like, dude, just shut the bathroom door and walk away. He goes in there.
3: (laughs) It's like, you can't do this. Like, I'm taking a fucking... Like, yes, is it weird that you're just taking a bath in my house? Sure, but also boundaries, Neil. <laughs>
4: yes. But Neil Neil also seems like the type of person to be like to tell people after this incident. I could have I could add sex with her. I could have yeah. had sex with this underage girl, but I did it. And you I should be praised for yes. it. Yes. You know, yes. like he's yeah, looking he, for social credits. He, exactly. Yeah, he, he, well he raping he tells a young
6: his girl. Wife. He tells his wife right away. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. He can't hold yep. it
1: in. <laughs> <laughs> and it made it her fault.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, when Evely comes home, he gets real sassy about how she gave Allie permission to use the pool. (laughs) So Evely calls Amy and Amy says she's going to tell Allie never to do it again. And then Jim comes home and starts shit with Amy again, to the point that they both wind up throwing their wine on each other. So Jim storms off and goes to work on his Ferrari again. Meanwhile, Amy Amy goes to grab a gun from the bedroom and comes into the garage, yells, I'm going to shoot this damn car full of holes. (laughs) Just love the line reading on that. That emphasis on DM. DM. <laughs> <Damn. laughs> <laughs> and then she winds up shooting Jim instead. As he jumps in front a of his shot.
5: Ferrari like an yeah. asshole. <laughs> and by the end of the scene, I still have no idea where Jim got shot. Yeah, that's a good
6: point, Mark. Because with, with- you don't see it. And then in the next scene, it's like coming out of... Somewhere in his back, his collar, yeah. or like his yeah.
3: ear, or something.
6: Yeah, <laughs> right. That's they
3: they shove the the blood hose uh, up his uh, shirt and out his coat, his, co- his uh, neck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and Dylan comes to the front door just in time to hear the gunshot. Allie sees Amy shoot Jim, and her and Amy tussle a little bit before Amy pushes Allie out of the garage, telling her to call nine one one. Not sure if anybody ever calls nine one one at this point. Then Dylan comes in, and Amy screams that Jim killed himself. So Dylan picks up Jim's body, cradles it, and says, I can't believe you committed suicide over and over again. And then, I can't help you out of this one, Jim.
6: <laughs> I I can't pull you out of this one. Which what? is such,
3: it's such a nice insight into their relationship that we don't get to see before
6: this. <laughs> <laughs> but what does that mean? I can't pull you out of this one. It's right? uh,
4: its something that he heard in a fucking war movie <laughs> or something. And he's yeah. like, that's a cool line. I'm going to fit that into one of my movies one day.
3: Right. It like it, it makes it sound like he's bailed Jim out of prison a yes. couple of times. Oh, yeah. yeah. hmm Another DUI, Jim. I can't
6: believe it. <laughs> yeah, I, when did this movie come out? Uh, twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. So th- this reminded me of uh from Lord of the Rings when f- when Sam is trying to help Frodo out, who he just got stung by the spider. And He's like, "Don't go where I can't follow." And and Freedom mm. was like, "That's that's it. There we go. <laughs> yeah, bingo. Yeah, it's kind of like when I, the room
3: when he's like um." When the, when someone says I'm your number you're my number one customer in the uh, the flower shop I've always we want I watch Jingle All the Way and like that's like the line that Arnold Schwarzenegger keeps saying over and over again to all his, like he's on the phone like in the beginning you're yep. my number one customer you're my number one customer I feel like Tommy Wiseau saw Jingle All the Way he's like yeah that's it
2: <laughs> that's I'm how you make it then stealing Hollywood.
3: that. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> uh, so Dylan is just so distraught, he can't help but repeat, I can't believe Jim committed suicide, even when he's back home in his office. And then he takes a nap on his many laptops and has a dream where he's naked in his trash, pa- trash bag decorated garage again. Then Dylan yells at Emily to tell her that Jim did not commit suicide before she rejected him at the barbecue. Um,
5: yeah, so th- go go back to suicide real quick, I'm shocked that Neil Breen did not say the line, how could you do this to me? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like just to make it about Neil, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: or good night, sweet prince, like yeah. uh, <laughs> like the end of the room, yeah. Uh, Emily tells Dylan that he's better off without her, and he says he's here to support her. Goes back to slapping the keys on his fake laptops when he gets a call from his publishers again, and he just gets so mad about people that are trying to give him money to write a book, saying that he's not going to sign any contract. He's not going to give him that. Give them a second book. No more books. He shouts. <laughs> he just throws them too. Then he has visions of him and Leah in the garbage bag room, naked. I guess that's Leah. I'd I never think see that's her face. To be. I think
1: like, it's hmm. supposed to be her, but I don't think that's her as the actress.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. Is it because of the? Are we all oh, just agreeing that she didn't seem like she'd have that side boob?
1: Absolutely. Uh,
3: no. <laughs> no. Yep. Maybe. She doesn't.
1: I think I, it, um, Jim's it's Jim's wife. It's, Yes, and I also maybe. think Jim's wife is the girl that comes out of the Rolls Royce. I think so too. <laughs>
5: yeah, I also think that, that, I wouldn't put it past him that that's the uh, it, that that's Allie in the in the trash bag room. Oh fun. God, I hope not.
1: Oh,
3: <laughs> I hope
1: won't, not. I not put it past I think my wife right. said that last night while watching. He's like, "It's probably a young
5: oh, girl." I'm like, "Oh, come on." <laughs> yeah, she's probably 18 when they filmed it, and pervy old man was like, "All right, I got to get a scene." Mm-hmm. When's your birthday? Yeah. I
4: think we're alone now. Yeah, There doesn't seem to be anybody else
1: around. Oh, so you're 18 tomorrow? Oh, listen, I have this scene where uh, two people—it's a are... throwaway scene. No big deal.
3: Like cl- he's got a clock on his uh, desk counting down.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, he's the first person to text her at midnight. <laughs>
3: Just pulling a, pull a Drake. Uh, so then Emily continues to have a meltdown. Dylan goes to see the old lady again and talks about the nine-year-old girl he's still in love with, and then shows the old lady the rock he's been carrying all these years. He goes to see his psychotherapist, who is still trying to get him to take pills, which I feel is autobiographical. It yeah, turns out quick. that em- <laughs> then it turns out that <laughs> Emily told Dylan's psychotherapist about Dylan's research. Question and, for you:
6: Yeah, is this the scene where the one psychiatrist asks the one psychiatrist? asked Neil Breen if he's seeing another psychiatrist. Yes, yes, it is. So <laughs> and he, he I, just like lies for no reason,
3: right? But I, I don't know what this old lady is.
6: Yeah, who what yeah, who is
3: she? Where is she from? Because she disappears later. She's a ghost, I think.
6: Oh, there, there's <laughs> <But> she, entirely, <laughs> entirely too much disappearing in this movie. Yeah, I because she's she's at that that same uh
3: office. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like he's going to a completely different office. He's going to the same office every time. And sometimes right. it's the old lady and sometimes it's the, the sort of German guy <laughs> who, who in back to back scenes it, at this moment is there's a scene where he's wearing one suit and then like they do a cut to the sign again. Yes. And then in the very Man, next he's shot, he's got a light blue suit. So. different suit. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing. Um Yeah. And they then Dylan and Leah meet at the park, and Leah tells Dylan that she broke up with her fiance and they confess their love for each other. They go back to where they found the rock, and the mushroom is still there. And it turns back into the box again where they put more gems in it. And once again, it's a magical day. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, Emily is gobbling up some pills and chasing it with quote unquote, wine, and then passes out while Dylan makes out with Leah in the park. So while Emily is in her death rattles, Dylan and Leah fuck right there in the park. They're doing their own rattling. And Dylan <laughs> comes, home
2: rat.
3: rattling. <laughs> and comes home to find a dead Emily on the bed. And he says, it was you. I know it was you. Not sure what that means. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking to the pills. <laughs> it's like, you sometimes you got to let the the audience in on where you're going with this there, Neil. Just sometimes. <laughs> Take us with you on this journey. And this uh, is where
1: he is. He looks like the bad guy because he's cheating on his wife. Yep. Where it feels like he would have put himself as being cheated on. Right. Uh, yeah,
3: yeah, I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like in his mind, it's justified because this is destiny, right? It's like, yeah, this is his long-lost long, long <laughs> love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also,
4: I, I, I'm i going to theorize that this might be the mirror uh, brain. Ooh
1: oh like my like, god like, like
4: i don't know if you guys are watching moon Knight, but uh this could be moon Knight breen you know? Ooh, <laughs> you're
1: blowing my mind right now is it's,
3: is, it's
4: mr breen he's mr yeah. breen yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> is that is that uh dress
4: shoes guy i Ooh. i actually think it is dress shoes guy right oh my god. I, I think that's shadow breen i think it's moon Knight breen.
3: I, so I would his Moon breen so, so i guess this begs the question is neil breen maybe a genius or <laughs> a brinius. Um, <laughs> it's it's either it's one of four things. He's a robot that yep. has become sentient. He is an alien. Um, mm-hmm. He's a genius or a he's money laundering.
2: <laughs> it's it's got, it's,
3: it's, it's, it's only it those be, four options. It could be a combination be a, of few.
6: Yes, I was going to say it's possible that you could take a little bit of each. Right. Yeah.
3: He could be an alien AI.
4: Yes, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's more of like AI um, David from Artificial Intelligence, though. Sure, Spielberg movie. I think it's more like that.
3: That is responsible for money laundering, laundering money. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) that's
4: why he always repeats the same themes, like corporate greed and the government. (laughs) Blah, blah, you know, like that's all his programming allows him to think about.
3: Sure. (laughs) Um, back in his office, Dylan looks at the rock, which then disappears. Why? Who knows? And he has more visions of he and Leah in the garbage bag room. Then calls someone to tell them about his work that he's doing. And he talks to the old lady again for God knows why. Then forces Leah to watch him eat dry as fuck spinach salads in his office. Which he then,
1: <laughs> which he then lets just fall over his desk. Yeah, it's a weird spot <laughs> he puts it on his file. His filing papers, like they're just papers. He puts the plate on. Yeah, and, That's then, and I think
6: that. I think again that lends merit to he's some kind of alien or robot. Like (laughs) he cannot handle dressing. Yes, it it would like gum up the works or something. (laughs) It's kryptonite salad
1: dressing.
6: (laughs) (laughs) It's kryptonite
1: balsamic vinaigrette.
3: (laughs) He then lets Leah in on his plan to expose all the corruption and secrets. Mm. She tells him he's going to get himself killed by doing all this. He says she's the only one who knows, but yes, she's right other people know and then Dylan has a freak out about how he's not ready to expose the world's secrets and throws his books all over the place breaking a few of his many laptops and then Leah goes back to her place and winds up getting attacked by a hooded street tough who knocks at her out with chloroform but drops the exact instructions on where he's supposed to take Leah and then later Dylan has a very natural conversation with her voicemail box at the exact location she was just kidnapped from and he sees her purse and the note of where she was being taken I would love Was to.
6: He, I would love to have that in other movies. <laughs> just, just the narration of big moments and scenes. Yeah,
1: the, the choreography of <laughs> her and the kidnapping are, is hysterical. So it's good, like she's still trying to get by him because he's not holding her at all. No, yeah. She's bumping into him. And all she has to do is, like, turn around and go the other way. Yeah. But she's just, like, they just keep bumping into each other. like. Yeah. Excuse like... me.
4: Stop trying to kidnap me, please. <laughs> it, it, it's, yeah.
6: a, it's a failed spot in, like, a WWE wrestling match. Yeah. Right. Where, it's, you're it's... supposed to grab me, and you completely botched it. So yeah. now I have to do the work for you. <laughs> it's,
3: it's like, you know how, like, sometimes they'll be like – uh some directors in order to get natural reactions, they'll tell one one actor one thing and then the other actor another thing. Yeah. It's like it's like they told her that this was a kidnapping and forgot to tell him. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 take me already.
4: Will you take me? Well, I also wonder if there is there another layer above this kidnapper. Is he writing down these instructions from somebody? All right, so kidnap Leah, she <laughs> is here at this address. Or like where is this coming from? I, I just love this guy sitting down and writing down all these instructions to kidnap this person and then just fucking right. leaving it at the scene of the crime. He's just,
6: coming, it, he's just very he's just very from, organized. Is it coming from the guy with the shoes, the dress shoes?
4: Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Could be, be, be Moon Knight Breen, who knows?
6: It, right, Moon Knight Breen is trying to kidnap her so he can go save her and be the hero. Right. I would I wouldn't put it past Neil Breen if that's if that's how he did it. No, I, that's that's what it's got to be
4: no, that's, like a, that's like a perfect murder that's like Michael Douglas Gwyneth Paltrow shit that yeah. movie? <laughs> uh,
6: he
3: winds up at a storage facility and finds the kidnapper asleep outside of a trailer where he's keeping Leah and Dylan knocks him out with an empty bottle then they bamf into the trailer to save Leah and then he tells her he's going to get her out but she has to keep the blindfold and gag on so they can bamf through the door Allie shows up at Dylan's house for some reason because we didn't want to lose this thread. And he (laughs) screams in her face that she needs to leave. And she tells him that the cops are at her parents' house talking to Amy and that Amy actually killed Jim and made it look like an accident. So Dylan yells in her face again, telling her to tell the police and leave. So at night, uh, the dress shoes guy comes into the house and he may be a ghost that just decides to dick around with the furniture for no reason. And then Dylan jumps awake, sneaks out of bed and then leaves then calls the landline and leaves a message for leah he tells her that he has to go out of town for the day and that he'll be back soon and that everything is okay he drives through the desert and then walks further into the desert and stumbles across a mystical book in the desert and tries to ask it questions but it just disappears on him
5: i was really hoping he bumped into a car <laughs> <laughs> so this is where everything
6: starts to disappear right
3: yeah um then he tries to go see a psychotherapist who isn't there and then he sees the old lady who also disappears and the dress shoe guy comes back at night who then starts bleeding everywhere and disappears in the morning leah wakes up with some sort of tassels on her chest and he says that a friend left them for them that night <laughs> oh. I, behavior, think I, man. I think i'm all in on moon night brain <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, Dil- and then suddenly, Dylan is having a press conference in front of the Hall of Records, talk about how much he's hacked and all the cor- corruption he's uncovered. With him there are a group of CEOs, senators, all high-, high profile people who have been exposed by Dylan's hacking, and they're happy to be there. <laughs> oh
4: yeah, are-
2: excited.
4: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just- how did they all get here? <laughs> how did everybody? I'm gonna. Was Breen like, or sorry, Dylan? Was Dylan like? I, I'm calling a press conference. I'm going to call all these people out. Uh, president of the bank, I'd love for you to attend. Your presence <laughs> is required If to fucking kill yourself. I'd you like. <laughs> um, love to know how this all came about.
6: Just, just punch and pie at the bottom can of the I Can I tell you guys, I I think my wife thought a woman squealed at that part <laughs> where the first person kills themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cackled laughing. <laughs> So you were the you were the woman squealing. I was the woman, uh, yeah, I was like <laughs> Ned Flanders with the purple drapes because <laughs> like, it's just so out of left field, I was not expecting it, <laughs> uh yeah, um. And they all
3: inexplicably just start killing themselves one by one. The first CEO shoots himself in the head in the middle of the press conference, the old Bud Dwyer style. Uh, Senator goes home.
5: (laughs) Yes, everyone loves it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm glad you said that. I was going to make a Bud Dwyer reference, but I didn't know (laughs) everybody would have gotten it. There you go. Yep.
3: Senator goes home to hang himself. The president of the bank shoots himself, too. Uh, A congresswoman goes home and sits in her car in a closed garage. Insurance company CEO swallows some pills. And a Wall Street bro goes home to slit his wrists in the bathtub.
6: In in no water. Yeah. So that would have taken forever. There's a little cup of alcohol on on the (laughs) (laughs) sofa. Also, there's a sniper... That's gonna take on your brain! In the loudest push ever. <laughs> so, yeah, so Sniper
3: tries to shoot Dylan as he spreads his manifesto, but accidentally shoots himself? <laughs> we have no idea. <laughs> and dylan puts the power back in the hands of the people by exposing the corruption if this was tom hardy in a bane mask everyone would think this movie is a masterpiece and <laughs> then dylan and leo walk through the field they did as kids and that's the end of fateful findings what a fucking weird ass movie and thank like god said, it very, exists
4: very very easy narrative to follow here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like
2: yes. i
6: said just to bring it back all around
2: <sighs> Everything <laughs> wraps
6: up masterfully, leaves you those breadcrumbs. Yes, green crumbs. Everything's wrapped up in a <laughs> green. neat little
5: package. Uh, I, I would absolutely love if they did this movie on like a drunk history show. They should just oh, trying to explain this to someone who's oh, never yeah. seen it. I, I, oh man,
1: I thought about this while I was watching, like watching this movie. Like if a real established director and amazing. Actors and actresses just like redid this shot for shot, line for line. Like would it be good?
3: Right. Like with like the like the pauses mm-hmm. that are unnatural taken out so it like talk it's like real people talking
1: Yeah like I'm just so curious of the script and story like could it be done by someone that knows how to make film and- right I don't
6: think you can capture the magic the same way Oh
1: the magic would be completely gone but would it right. be would it feel cohesive and would we buy it as a, right. a movie Yeah like <laughs>
3: I, would I, people I, would, would people praise this if it was directed by David Lynch
6: It, it would yeah, be worth right. watching that's for sure
1: Yeah right. I would love to see something like, like Joe yeah, or would, something
6: Right. I I would love it. I would absolutely love for any of his movies to just be remade. In earnest. Yeah, yeah, I
4: feel like Aronofsky could do he he can do like the trippy stuff and then he could do like dramas and I mean this has both of them. Faithful findings <laughs> has both of them. I think he'd be the perfect one for
6: that. Yeah. It's it's the pa- pathos that comes through in this movie. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Neil Green is able to weave this magic web of comedy and drama and, and love stories. It's just the guy's an an auteur.
4: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, yeah!
3: What a what a delightful movie! I would. Is uh, is there no director's commentary on this? For this, is there a DVD with director's commentary? Because my god, <laughs> I would. I
6: would love to know what's going through his yeah. head. I would
4: love to recall this uh, delightful findings. I mean, I, <laughs> I had
2: a delightful
4: time watching this. Oh, yeah. Is yeah,
3: is there a commentary on it, or is this somebody I else's commentary? Know. I'm not, oh I'm not God, watching
6: through trailers. I'm not watching ads on, on YouTube, so we'll never know. I, <laughs> just, I wish, the the only thing is, and I know you, you gentlemen kind of, you, you've pointed this out. I would love for him to just tie some things together. Where you have this giant, like, comical yellow book that shows up a couple times. No clue what that's about. Uh, then uh, Amy kills Jim. That doesn't get tied together. They're, you know, she's for all we know, she's on the loose still, killing more people. <laughs> uh, in her Rolls Royce, right? In her Rolls yeah, Royce. Yes. Yeah, but yeah the, the Rolls Royce woman. No idea what that was. Uh, but what? What else? The sniper. Br- yeah, or Breen and the young girl relationship. Like, let's flesh that out. <laughs> yeah. Where does this go? <laughs> it, so it's in, just, in, it's a lot three... of open ended storylines
3: in 3 years when she turns 18 that story picks back up oh god <laughs> it, it it turns into uh stalk by my doctor at that point <laughs> it was just like he will have the same sort of pool party uh run in
6: with with the uh, alley it is you alley it, it, Allie. it, it, turns, oh. it
4: <laughs> is you over,
6: and that and and that conversation is obviously i just heard you turned 18 <laughs> Oh, you're too old for me now. <laughs> Sorry. Do you have a sister? Oh my God, it's it's <laughs> disgusting, but it's it's happening. Yeah,
1: watching these movies bring me so much joy, and I gotta thank you, you know, you guys for the double down show you had me on because i i would have not known about this guy or his film so (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah absolutely i mean it's so much joy to watch these movies and obviously hang out with you guys and talk about them oh my god i love them so much (laughs) (laughs) yeah thanks for uh thanks for coming on guys uh
3: this is uh, this has been a lot of fun uh you guys want to plug binge media one last time before we get out of here
4: absolutely binge media.net uh, That's our site. The binge cast comes out every Monday. That's our flagship show. We're doing Better Call Saul commentaries right now every Wednesday morning. Uh, they release wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, Patreon.com slash Media. Five bucks a month gives you Pete's commentaries. Pete's right here. We might hey. be doing a Faithful Findings one. Who knows?
3: Maybe More Neil Brink coming
1: Maybe double down on the docket.
4: Yeah, great. We'll
3: Absolutely. Get,
1: we'll get you guys on. Those That'd those be a lot of fun. That would oh, be yeah. great. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. That's
3: uh that's fateful findings this week. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Uh our socials, you know, listen to after this. Uh we'll play those socials for you. Uh, uh that's that's the movie. That's kind of we that's it. I, I don't really know how to end this because it's it's neither just... does he.
5: <laughs> it's in the spirit of it, an ant. That's yeah, the perfect way. that's here the perfect we go. way to go. Just it's end kind it. of
3: i am without speech um yeah so the director of fateful findings is neil breen so for dan aquino mark myers alex and pete this is anthony the telling neil breen well you certainly made a movie didn't you thanks for listening to they called us a movie subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to check us out on twitter and instagram at tic that's T C T A M pod you can also check us out on tiktok at they called us a movie